Apogee 8 podcasts are brought to you by Apogee Events, your all-inclusive and one-stop wedding and event shop. Apogee is seven times finalist for Best Wedding DJ, Photo Booth, and Florist Megan has been twice nominated for Best Flowers for Weddings in Oregon for the last two years in a row to Oregon Bride Magazine. You can also check out our showroom and warehouse venues, uh, rentals, photography, wedding films, see how the photo booth works, even check out this podcast studio, which is available for rent. Uh, All-inclusive events at Apogee traditionally save 10 to 30% off of most of weddings because vendors are not competing against you for their business. They don't have to open up and go spend money at these giant showcases. They're all right here under one roof, serving Salem, Portland, Eugene, Bend, Oregon, soon to be the rest of the country. I mentioned Apogee 8 Podcast for 10% off of all things at Apogee or enter promo code 8podcast at checkout and instantly reserve your date and your services online at weareapogee.com. Weareapogee.com, promo code 8podcast at checkout will reserve your date instantly and save you 10% off of your events. We'll put that we'll put that one on the B-roll. How's that sound? Does that sound good? That sounds good. You're like dual phoning TikToks. You have like two accounts. You have like two phones in your hand mm-hmm. just going back and forth. Yeah. Because, yeah uh, you just you get, like now is like when you stalk people, you got to check their TikTok, you know. Do you? Yeah. What do you look for when you stalk someone out <laughs> while you're checking out their TikTok? What, what am I you, looking for? Yeah. So when you're stalking someone on TikTok, what are you looking for? Huh. Well, you know, I use my TikTok half for fun and half for business. I use my TikTok quite a bit for business. And so I'm watching for my competition to start using it. It's like, uh-uh. There's one person that's been doing TikTok. I'm an OG. You don't like anybody stepping on your territory? I know. I'm like, come up with your own content. Yeah. 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 I, I am. Their own uh, con- are they stealing your content? Well, no, but I mean, I have stole other people's content and used you it. You have? Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you stolen from other people? Uh, I stole like two or three escrow videos from other people that we've recreated. Um, well, that, okay. That's not stealing. That's just recreating. That's using Yeah, your, yeah, yeah. So I've recreated that's creative it. Creative freedoms. Uh, correct. And, um, you know, I like theirs. I follow them. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually streaming i'm like in the top i have like seven of the top 10 videos with hashtag escrow right now oh mm-hmm. at a baby i know thank you we'll keep on putting out those vids <laughs> we just made one we made one right now correct i don't think it was really a i don't think it's going to necessarily land you in that top 10 but <laughs> <laughs> well if it was hashtag escrow it might because there's not a lot of escrow competition but if you do, or if you are a fan of Apogee, you've got to check out our YouTube. You've got to check out our Spotify. You got to check out our TikTok. You got to check out Facebook because we are all yeah. over. You're going to get different content in different places. You're going to get some of the same content in in different places. Yeah, no, we, we're trying to double over, and we're it's starting to get well. If you're watching it on the YouTube right now. Uh, you notice that the background's different again. So what this is, is this is the final place that we're building the studio into. And we might still switch it to a different wall inside of this place, but we're, this will eventually be... Why are you laughing? Because you why? said the YouTube. Like like you were a 76-year-old <laughs> yeah, person. Oh, I heard about that Facebook. The, the Facebook, yeah. I've heard about it. Yeah, the face space. Uh, are, are you from Southern California? Are you taking the five? The, oh, 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 I know. I hate when people say that. I'm like, it's just called I-5 no. here. 
And the worst is when you encounter someone in Oregon that says Oregon. They should leave and never come back. You know, I, I never. There's they a, should be banned. They're, they should have. <laughs> <laughs> they should be retinal scanned and banned. So I live in Albany, which is the greatest city in Oregon, and right next to us is, is yeah. How many cities sure. have you been to in Oregon? Uh, well, the only one that matters. The only one that matters. <laughs> the only one that matters. And so we have a city next to us called Lebanon, and uh, I always call it Lebanon. You guys do hate each other, I think. We don't you? do hate what, each what's other. What's the beef about? You know, I think for a while it was just who can be more country than the other. Uh, yeah, you know, like and now who like, it's who likes sheep the best. <laughs> yeah, that's why the farmers wear rubber boots and you just slide the legs right in the rubber boots. <laughs> I guess <laughs> you used to hear Velcro gloves, and then I like talk to farmers like, oh no, you use rubber boots and you just slide their legs right down in them. <laughs> um, but no, I like to say Lebanon just to get people fired up uh, when I pr- announce swim meets. I, I actually announce some uh, quite a few swim meets throughout the year, and uh, Lebanon has a hard time getting volunteers to do timing for swim meets. And I have to call them and call them and call them. And so I always say Lebanon. And people will come up and be like, it's Lebanon. And I'm like, maybe you should be timing. <laughs> yeah, make the announcements, buddy. Right, exactly. So, uh, so today. I'll teach them. That's for right. sure. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about leadership. And there's yeah, there's so many. Right, leadership there. could be its whole uh, series. It, it could be its could own. It could be a book. Eight, <laughs> there's a few of them out there. There might be an eight book. That would be Maybe cool. Eight books. But, you know, um, there's evil leaders. There's good leaders. There's neutral leaders. There's all sorts of different leaders out there. Yeah. A leader isn't necessarily somebody that's good. A leader is not somebody who's necessarily in charge either. Right. Yeah. Right. So who would you say right now in the middle of a pandemic that you see as a strong leader? Well, okay, actually, who – let's – let me break this down. Who who are two leaders, if you could choose from, that one that is doing positive leadership and, you, well, I guess you don't necessarily have to name anybody that's negative leadership right now, but maybe an example of what somebody, how someone is negatively leading an agenda or a platform or inspiring people in an immoral way. Oh, so like bad leadership. You know, there's so much of this social social justice warriors out there right now. And I know it's not PC or whatever, but, you know, we need to take care of our whole environment. We need to take care of our whole species. You know, when it's people only worried about one class or one race or one group, um, that's that's when barriers start getting put up. Because people are more defensive than they are helpful. And we know that you're going to be more defensive. It's just in our nature. Yeah. People are, we are defensive. Like we we're territorial apes. Yeah. Let's, let's be real. We're yeah. aggressive with each other. We fight constantly. There's always a struggle in the household at work with our community in a competition of basketball or my high school or your high school. That's, half a mile down the road sometimes (laughs) and it's like there's this beef but it's like what is that you know and even on a larger level you know country versus country or race versus race and um even right now i've seen some of the uh some of the headline reading anyways you know i don't have time to 
research everything in the world. Surprise, surprise, believe it or not, if you listen to this podcast, I don't know everything at all. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and, but like some of the, some of the, uh, the Nat, like the Navajo nations and things are starting to like quarantine and set up borders and things. And they're going like, no, 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 you can't do that. And they're like, yes, we are. We're a sovereign nation. <laughs> and like there, it's strange because there are, sovereign nation still inside of the United States that make up giant portions of the United States, but they are different countries as well. Mm -hmm. And their leading, their style of leadership is still different than ours. But yet we, uh, you know, that's something that we forget about. And like, how, how do we navigate that? Or how does a leader navigate that now positively? Or how could somebody lead that negatively? Well, you know, um, there's a guy, who's the former governor of Ohio. And there's a lot of Michiganders out there that don't like Ohioans, but <laughs> uh, everybody's got to hate, hate it. Somebody, it's exactly. Nature. But uh, John Kasich was the former governor of Ohio, ran for president. And that's a guy that, I, and I'm okay with people supporting like large, larger groups or non segregated groups, like. If you're going to fight for the children in the community or you're going to fight for your town or your county or parish, like that is something to fight for. But when you start narrowing it down and making classes, that's when borders get put up. That's where people start dividing. Um, But I think John Kasich did a really good job representing the middle class, the blue collar um, he came from that, you know, he, he never lost that. And so he did a really good job about blending party lines, you know, Democrats liked him, Republicans liked him. So I think he did a really good job, um, breaking down borders, but being able to represent, yeah. you know, people like you and me. Yeah. You know, and, and, um, it seems to be what I feel right now, just kind of observing the world is that people have given up in their leadership right now. And that's really sad because the first, the rules are still the same as they were two months ago with shelter in place. And two months ago, everybody sheltered in place and the roads were clear. And if you went anywhere, it was mayhem and there was nobody anywhere. And now everybody's everywhere again. It's mm-hmm. like, no, the roads are just as full. Like I happened to leave here um, today to come home and go have dinner around five and I was like, oh, it's busy. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, yeah there's for traffic sure. now and it's like it's a little backed mm-hmm. up even like, oh, okay, like we're we're back on. But I think that's where like when you when your leadership tells you what to do instead of asking you, that's a huge difference. Um I had a I had a lot of crappy commanders in the military, but I had one outstanding, one one that was always the best. His name is Colonel Wadan. And, um, I mean, the guy was everybody's favorite, the nicest guy in the world understanding. I mean, there's a guy that you know, was in charge of a couple thousand troops, a couple thousand airmen, but he knew your kid's name. Like he actually knew it. You know, he knew how many deployments that you'd gone on. The guy cared about you. you know, if you, if you were out of regulation, you know, he understood why, you know, he would call he'd call and ask you, he's like, Hey, why did this go on? And uh, he would understand. And, you know, yeah, you may have broke a rule, but the guy is also the guy that gets to make the rules. And so um, sometimes he just needed an understanding of why something happened. Uh, so he was more calm, cool, and collected, was very, um, was able to calculate things and understand things, not just 
you know, I'm the boss. I make all the decisions. And so people like that. Uh, you personalized uh, you know, a lot of exactly, them. and people will people will follow the direction of somebody like that. You know, if if that was Colonel Wadan right now telling everybody like, "Hey, when you go out, I need you to wear a mask." Everybody's gonna have a damn mask on, yeah, because they have respect for the guy, because he also has a mask on, and he knows where you're coming from, like leading by example. Yeah, yeah, I've heard the the military expression: people are like ropes, where uh, you you can pull them and you can lead them, but you can't push them. Exactly, for and sure. And I, th- I thought that was interesting. And but we've got a way. I mean, you know, everybody wants to say to support the troops, but there's still a mentality out there especially by some of our leaders that, you know, the military is not important, but the military also um, teaches a lot of lessons. It has a lot of examples that if society followed, we would be a lot better off, I think. What sort of examples do you think those are? So I, I really think um, like accountability and structure is a lot more important. Um, so yeah, really accountability, structure, organization, Everybody has a little job, and we, you and I have talked this a hundred times. Everybody has a little job in the military, but it yeah. takes everybody <laughs> to make that happen. Sure. I mean, you have 2,000 people for 19 jets. Everybody has yeah, a job. Everybody's got a job. Everybody's got They're a job, and it, you know, real. you keep, yeah, everybody keeps busy, and everybody's, and it's funny because everybody supports everybody else in one way or another, and, uh, I don't think we have that in society right now. There's no real equilibrium to the links in the chains. It seems like, yeah, um, where it's we're all a link in a chain, but an equal strength somehow, um, or still tied to other things too. For some reason, uh, yeah. So I, you know, I agree. I think the you know the personalization of a relationship from a leader, I think, should be. Something that moving forward is going to be even more important than ever because leaders are distrusted more than they ever are. And it's shown evident by all of our last presidential elections, all, you know, several presidents over since, I don't know, it, probably since Nixon, I would yeah, guess. Yeah, I was thinking that Nixon-Reagan area. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, Nixon, I guess, you know, must have must have tipped the domino. I wasn't alive back then, but must have, you know, st- definitely started to tip the dominoes of the distrust from everything that was happening with, you know, the night the United States military. And, you know, it's this has been a long time coming that all this distrust is built up and now it's spoiled over. And it's time that I think that we're just, we kind of have to take a look in the mirror and go like, all right, well, what really caused this? And it's really sad that we developed the mentality of this red versus blue. And it really is red versus blue. And it's, it, and it's a combative team sports. Like this isn't, this isn't a game to win the finals. Like it's not a con, like it's, it is, it's structured like a contest, but Why? That's not, it's, it should be cooperative and it's, there's just a better way. I think that we can Mm -hmm. cooperate and get things done that actually matter and things that I think that actually matter would be feeding people. Like there's enough food grown and made on this planet to feed everybody. Like we can figure out the ways to clean the ocean and pull the trash out and how to, get masks to everybody that needs them and put people in clothes and to give people medicine and we can do these things and it's just like why why are we fighting over an idea to beat somebody to an idea 
instead of hashing out and figuring out the best idea that suits all of us and being flexible and understanding that like sometimes there's curveballs like a pandemic that goes bam and then we don't have to keep fighting about the idea we can all get together and go oh shit like what just happened like that hurt us that hurt us like what can we do to figure that out and to move forward with this and it's just so frustrating to see that like everybody's just fighting um and like it's it's just red versus blue and it should be purple yeah absolutely you know we talked in pre-show about you know qualities that make a good leader and uh we talked about um having a mentor and being a mentor you know that is super important uh i recently sat down with former general prunk i know him as a general he is a air national guard general but he was also the assistant chief of police for portland and a uh, professor at Portland State all at one time. So he was raising a family, teaching at Portland State, uh, assistant chief of police for Portland, and an Air National Guard general. All three of those things are basically full-time jobs. Uh, but he would also, he, he carried around these books all the time. He'd give you these books. He's like, oh, I just read this book. You need to read this book. Or he'd like email you, hey, you need to read this book. This is a great leadership book. And I, I think that's all he ever read was leadership books. But look at the guy. I mean, how many people make it to a chief of police in the largest um, police agency in Oregon? You know, who, who makes it to general? You know, less than a half Gotta a percent. Be motivated guy. Yeah, exactly. You know, so the guy is motivated and he's very open and to talk about how he's been mentored and how he mentors people. Um, so always educating yourself to improve yourself. And sometimes that is independent because we've talked about leaders having advisors, but what's the difference between an advisor and a yes man sometimes you know what i mean yeah absolutely that's the hard thing is you, you got to wonder sometimes when you get a real big personality or somebody that doesn't have a personality at all that's easily influenced by a certain person's opinion or these certain types of relationships that they have with those counselors or their um you know their family members or whoever they might be that could influence their decisions and it's it's sad to see sometimes the the lack of introspection in our leaders where that's i the strongest thing that a leader can be to me is introspective and transparent and apologetic but also understanding that there's a time to tell everybody that they need to the, to give everyone the middle finger when it comes time when it comes time to stand up for a principle and when that time comes everybody will stand behind them because they have shown them every step of the way how trustworthy they actually are and so when push comes to shove that hard decision needs to be made they can make that and everyone will follow and to me, that's that's the leader stepping up to the plate when nobody else will, and inspiring change and innovating, and inspiring others to follow them too. And you know, speaking, of, you know, when it comes to how that could be done for good, it could be done for good by figuring out how to feed hungry children or figuring out how to pull that trash out of the ocean or whatever that objective might be. That that we can also take a look at the bad things that we can figure out like well how do we stop human trafficking well this is what's really happening and if we can stop arguing about how and when and who's gonna murder who when we open up the economy or not like 
we just need to get past that and have an understanding that like our life experiences are going to lead us all to different conclusions, but we're all still here together. And we mostly still really do agree on everything. We really do. Like when you go out in public, everybody gets along for the most part. And every now and then, like you see that video go around Facebook that like, Oh, this person's is absolutely crazy. But when there's 350 million people in America, like somebody's going to be crazy every single day. <laughs> and and I think that's else. okay. I think people, you know, there's times in your life you're going to have that breakdown. You know, you are going to have that flip out at the cash register person because, you know, they billed you twice for some item. Yeah. You know, it, it's not okay to do that to that person, but we also need to be understanding of like, we don't know what that person's in right now. You don't know what's in their head. You don't know what's in their household. Um, and, and that's just where you have to give people space. Like you don't, if you're that cash register person getting yelled at, close it and walk away. <laughs> I mean, you don't know what's, it, it's not right that that person's yelling or screaming at you, yeah. but it's also you, it's not only because of you just rang something up wrong. Right. Right. And do you remember growing up when we had the phrase, uh, <laughs> sticks and stones might break my bones, but yeah. words will never hurt me. For do sure. they still say that anymore? No, 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 no. Why? Why? Social emotional. Um, yeah, it's you words are because words really are pretty bad. I mean, they can yeah. be, but shouldn't yeah. we be understanding that some people are just, hey, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. It, it, can we have a little more of that too? Is yeah, it, I mean, I, I do think it needs to draw from both sides for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my concern, my concern is, is that we don't teach that enough as we teach don't bully. And then we teach don't bully to the extent that the pendulum can go too far that we bully the person that might minorly step out of place and not necessarily have that understanding where if we said, where if we did have that understanding of like, well, that guy's just an asshole. He had a bad day. He can go to hell <laughs> and it's fine. Like it, it will talk, we'll talk shit behind his back and then we'll move forward with the rest of our day. <laughs> and, 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 yeah. And, and I, I think and at some level it's like, ah, let it go. It does. It, it does. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we had a customer call us yelling and screaming and every other word is the F word and it didn't bother me at all. You know, I think it takes some did training. Think it was funny. Oh, I did. And you know, my coworker <laughs> thought it was funny and the other coworker thought it was funny. And then we told, uh, you know, we all shared stories about bad experiences we've had like that before, you know. So I think it takes some conditioning to get there. And so if we were teaching, you know, to have a little thicker skin, you know, to let, yeah. you know, let the water, you know, roll off your back. You know, I think that is also a very important lesson that maybe getting over overlooked. Ken, and you know, it all, this is, this is an area where like it or not, like I'll give Trump Real Coretta, anything that comes at him is a bad smear or a bad story. It's it is like water off a duck's back. Like yeah. he does not give no, uh -uh. a shit at all. Well, I and mean, he really <laughs> does. He really doesn't. He definitely does not. No, <laughs> and it's obvious. It, and I. But I mean, I think that's, that's how he's made himself. Because he just doesn't care, you know. And I mean, he has to realize that he's opening cans of worms when he's doing some of these things. You know, but he is one of the wealthiest person in America. He is the most powerful person in America. I mean, and I mean, my hat's off to him on that because he's he's made himself that way. You know, yeah, and he's authentic in that way as well. He's definitely authentic, yeah. and uh, uh, I don't know how transparent he is, but he's authentic. That's for sure. Sure, uh, that's for sure. 
I, mean, I don't know the guy, so I can't really make a judgment. All I can see is, you know, opinionated stories really love him or hate him, and there's not a lot of <laughs> there's not a lot of anything else to choose from. So I don't know. And that's like you and me, I, just kind of in the middle, going, yeah, yeah, I like, don't know. I don't know. Like I like yeah. this, but like that's yeah why why would you do that i just yeah. don't i don't understand i guess you know you're old and crazy and probably you know <laughs> got a lot of stress <laughs> <laughs> so i would i would like to make a challenge to everybody that you know pick something uh this week you know between this podcast and the next podcast can you see what the other next week's uh topic is over there next week um i can't see it from we there. had sacrifice so sacrifice is a good one so the challenge you know um be a leader out there next week or this week, you know, do a Facebook live and say, Hey, you know, this is why I'm a leader right now. You know, tell your family, tell your neighbors, tell your coworkers, like, Hey, I'm going to step up and be a leader on this because this is what I truly believe in. And it's going to make the world a better place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. So whenever things on lockdown and it looks like we're going to open up, depending on where we are probably probably most county i think most states will have some sort of an open plan Mm -hmm. by june 1st for Mm -hmm. sure something's going to be going on by then it sounds like everywhere so what would be you know for moving forward like a good leader that could facilitate everything opening up smoothly and peacefully what would what would a leader to you look like through that? I'd like to see people reach out to like their downtown associations right now and say, Hey, how are we going to open up? You know, do we need uh, help marketing? Do we need help assisting, you know, um, people that who have their businesses shut for two months now, you know, what can we do? Can we make a post on Instagram? Can we make a post on Facebook? saying, hey, you know, this restaurant is now back open or this dog groomer is now back open. I'm going to go there and take a picture of me grooming my dog and share it on Facebook just to say that they're open and they're ready to help again. Yeah. It wasn't their choice to close. Uh, let's help them open. Yeah, absolutely. So so good step. Taking charge of seeking out a place that you like that you can support and make him well known. I think that's, yeah, that's a great individual goal for sure. Cool. So, all right. Well, I think that's about 25-ish or so minutes. So Mm -hmm. we're going to hopefully, you know, we'll touch on a a few things. We're going to try to keep the podcast rolling and going at least do 30-minute segments more often. I'm going to try to do a little more daily content, too, uh, now that we're moving in here. So we're finally moving into the bigger studio where it's going to be a little more plug-and-play, be building a set back here, uh, get all of our lighting and everything dialed in. But it is all up and running. And um, in a couple of days, we'll even have the internet. So that'll be really nice in the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so have a good night. Apogee 8 podcasts are brought to you by Apogee Events, your all-inclusive and one-stop wedding and event shop. Apogee's seven times finalist for Best Wedding DJ, Photo Booth, and Floris Megan has been twice nominated for Best Flowers for Weddings in Oregon for the last two years in a row. Oregon Bride Magazine. You can also check out our show of warehouse venues, uh, rentals, photography, wedding film. To see how the photo booth works, you can check out the podcast studio, which is available for rent. Uh, all inclusive events that happen to traditionally save 10 to 30 percent off of most of the weddings because vendors are not competing against you for the business. They don't have to open up and go spend money at the showcases. They're all right here under one roof, serving.
reserve your date and your services online at weareapogee.com. Weareapogee.com, promo code APEPODCAST at checkout. We'll reserve your date instantly and save you 10% off of your events. 